0: Welcome to the second season of Alternative Parenting Podcast, where we learn how to guide our kids to find their own path while supporting them in cultivating traits that will empower them to live a life of fulfillment, meaning, and satisfaction. I'm your host, Efrat Amira. Welcome back. This week I have for you an interview with Sal Vasquez. Sal is a dynamic artist, entrepreneur, a serial creator, he stands at the forefront of innovation. As a co conspirator of Awakened Village Collaborative, he pioneers a revolutionary school, empowering the next generation of young creators. Sal has a remarkable story. He transformed his life when he was 19 years old. He went from being in rock bottom, living in the streets, dealing with guns and drugs, and being under life threatening situations, to recovering, finding a path of meaning and purpose, and creating a successful life while learning that he is actually good, smart, and worthy. He shares with us. What he believes are the most essential things in parenting, among them creating a resilient connection with our kids above all. Sal is Elisa's husband, who you heard on this podcast last week. If you haven't yet, be sure to check out that episode after this one. Sal and Elisa are the founders of the school my children go to. They are the most mission-driven and dedicated people I know, and I'm really grateful that they are part of our life. This was an incredible conversation of truth and vulnerability. I hope you enjoy it. Hi, Sal. I'm so happy to have you here. This is such an honor. Um, Sal is the founder of the school that my kids go to, which I can't really call it a school because it's more like a community collaborative place that we go to, all of us, and spend the day there and learn and enjoy ourselves and just grow as people as as and as human beings and sal is gonna tell us all about it in this interview so sal just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and about your parenting journey
1: yeah so um i guess uh a little bit about myself, uh, to be concise and, and not, not a, it's a long story. I've been on one pretty uh, wild and amazing journey. Uh, I was born and raised in New York City. And um, I guess, uh, you know, people would call me like uh, I, I was that, that problem child or that, that wild child that um, really had to learn the hard way about a lot of things in life. Um, once again, I was literally like, for lack of a better word, like I, I was a street kid and just did a lot of crazy and wild things growing up. The school system failed me. Um, I want to say that my, my, my parents loved me for sure, but um, they didn't really have good, a good model as far as like what solid parents were. Um, so i really looked toward the streets um and and friends and 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 all of that for my my belonging like i felt more like i belonged in that whole world than i did in, in my family or even in like the school system uh so anyway that was one one particular journey my my whole life changed when i was 19 years old i had believe it or not i had this like god experience it's like this like real powerful experience that just kind of sent me on this this upward trajectory. And as a matter of fact, uh, before that, I was illiterate. I couldn't read until I was 19 years old. is is when I learned how to read. Um, and I, you know, I always thought I was stupid. I always thought I was like, I wasn't really going to amount to anything in in that particular way of doing things in that world of like education, because I didn't learn the same ways that it seemed like all of the other kids learned. Um, And once again, when I was 19 years years old, everything changed for me. My whole life changed. And, you know, I realized that I was really smart, but I, I, I learned different, I was just a different type of person. I was, a. I, I was just a, I was, I, I, I was just a different type of a, of a person. And, um, you know, once again, I learned how to read at 19 and I just had this like voracious, I, I wanted to read everything. Like I was on this, this upward trajectory of like self-improvement and growth and spirituality and, and my life would just, it, it, it totally changed. Um, then I met I met my wife. We were really good friends for a while um, before we ever uh, you know started dating. And then we we got together, we got married, and then we had our first child. And um, you know, that that's that's a whole nother journey of not really knowing what to do, but wanting to do the right thing and not really having a model uh, for what that what, what, what that looks like. And then we had our second child, and um you know, in between there, we had a third child who we lost. That's a whole nother story. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we had our third, uh, our, our third child. And, you know, with, with each child, you learn and you grow and you become more wise. And, you know, the journey sometimes could be filled with regret um, as, as you learn and grow and, you know, wanting to do things a, a, a particular way. Um, and and really just you know for my wife and I we've always been on this mission of, of you know we want to do things differently we want to do things well we want to uh, you know live a life um, where there's there's deep meaning and purpose and legacy and so you know there's we we've been on so many different journeys we've learned so much within the you know, in, in, in our own personal lives, in, in our family lives, in, in, our, in our parenting. So, I mean, I could go off on so many different, you know, like each one of those journeys, I feel like it, it is, is a lifetime of, of, of learning and wisdom and failures and, and, and wins. So, you know, specifically, um, is there anything like specific that, uh, that d- like a, a particular direction? Because I just feel like there's so much if you, you know, we can like narrow it down to a particular thing, I think I would be able to kind of riff more on, on, on that.
0: Okay. So I was just curious, uh, if you'd like to share, what was that experience that you had at 19 that made you like change your life for the better?
1: Yeah. Oh, so, so, you know, just to be raw and honest. Um, uh, so at, at that time in my life, um, I was really far out there, like um, drugs and guns and robbing, sticking people up, like the whole world, like that whole street life became like my thing, like that's what I excelled at, that's what I was good at. And, you know, in the beginning, it kind of, it, I like to say it's, it's almost like 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 a mask it's almost like something that you hide behind um you know it's also the area that i grew up and the influences that i had with with the different uh kids that i hung out with and it's almost like it's a game in the beginning and then it just totally cons it for me anyway it just totally consumed me that whole life that whole lifestyle i was always looking for something that would give me more meaning for my life, and for whatever reason, I found that sense of, of belonging in that whole world. Um, but progressively it got worse and worse and worse to the point where my life just it spiraled out of control, and I could no longer control it I was I was I was totally out of control. I mean I was that I was that guy that my friends were like my, my bad friends, like the, the, they were like, bro, you, 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 you have to calm down. It, it got to the point where it was just, I was just out of control. So anyway, I was, um I was kicked out of my house. Uh, at that point I was living on the streets, uh, just trying to find ways to, to survive. Um, I was also supporting the drug habit. Um, you know, pretty, pretty hard drugs, Uh, so I was, you know, robbing and stealing and, you know, living on the street and really had nowhere to go. I feel like my friends abandoned me. Uh, I, I feel like I had no one. And I often say like the issues of life backed me into the corner of life. And it was in that moment that I literally called out, I was walking through a park, I called out to whatever, whatever, was, was up there or whatever was out there, you know, I was brought up like l- knowing about God, it was never real to me. But in this moment, I literally called out and I said, God, if you're real, like I need to know, like if, 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 if you can help me in this situation, like please help. I was in, in, the mo- in this like most vulnerable part where I was totally beat down hated myself, hated like, I. how did I get to this place in my life? Like, how did I get here? God, are you real? If you are, please help. And it was, it was literally in that moment, it wasn't like neon lights came, no voice from heaven, but I felt like this peace shoot into my heart, into my soul. And I really experienced, I feel like it was like, for the first time i really experienced this like mixture of love and peace inside of my heart for the first time uh maybe i felt it before but it was in that moment that it became so real to me and i just knew that everything was going to be okay and then carrying on from there like things started falling into place for me and I, it was almost like it's like all of these like synchronicities. I got back into my house, like things started, and I attributed it to this like new relationship that I had with the the divine, the spiritual, the uh you know, God, you know for, and 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 from that point on, I've just been on this wild journey of constantly listening to that voice, to that inner voice, uh, following. Uh, the w- w- you know, like what I call the, the ways of God, and it's been a it's been an amazing journey. It's been it's been challenging, but the one constant in my life, and even looking back on all of this situation, I mean, I got shot at point blank, bullets, bullets miss me. I, I've got friends next to me uh, stabbed, and like, so like, I feel like there's always been some sort of divine hand on my life, and Looking back, like I can see in, in all of these issues, all of these situations, even now, like Alisa and I, my wife and I, we've gone through so much just as a family with the loss of our child and she had brain tumors and like we've gone through so much. And I can still attribute us coming out of all of these situations um with, with some sort of like divine intervention, always, always there. And I feel like it's there for everyone if we're able to open our eyes and be willing to see that, yes, there is this particular divine force that you know wants to be in relationship with us and want, wants the best for us, just like a good father wants the best for their children. I feel like I step I came crashing into that That divine father-like experience that that wants the best for me, and I know, like as I walk on that path and I listen to that that still small voice, uh, it's it's transformed my life in a in a dramatic way.
0: Wow, that story is just mind blowing. I can't even, you know, imagine I can't even say that I relate because it's it's so extreme.
1: Wow, it is extreme. And I think I needed it. I needed it extreme because I was such an extreme person. For me, it was always black or white. It was either I'm all in or I'm all out. And that's kind of like. That's who that's who I am. And I know I needed it like that, or else it wasn't going to be something that I was going to dip my toe in. I wasn't looking for the the mental um, theological way of 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 like understanding the scriptures. Or uh, for me, it was never a mental thing. It was always like a heart thing. It was always a for me is like, is God real? If so, I'm gonna follow him. If not, it's, it's not a religious thing for me. It's not, I'm not looking for um, anything other than something that, that, that is, gonna, is gonna be real for me. And, and I, I found that, I found that in the streets of New York, you know, and I, I, you know, I often say, you know, people think that you have to search for God. Right. You have to be on this search and, you know, maybe you find God over here. Maybe you find God over there. Maybe it's a particular religion. You know, and I often say that um, we think that we have to be in search for God, but I I think it's the opposite. I think that that God is actually in search for us and wanting to be in relationship with us. And it doesn't have to be a particular type of religious experience. Um, but I think it's it's a human experience, so anyway, yeah, I could talk about this stuff all all, all day long. It's really uh, close to my heart,
0: yeah. I, I, you know, you were talking about uh, not feeling a belonging to your family and not feeling that you have really you have this stable home, right? And you found your place in the street and with your friends. And, you know, as parents, we're always, that's like probably our worst nightmare, right? right? To have our kids on the street like that and to be involved with drugs and guns and gangs and stuff like that. Um, And I'm wondering if you see the connection because on the one hand, you're saying that you're that kind of person, right? You're very extreme and you're black and white. But on the other hand, you also didn't have um a family that supported you and accepted you and loved you i mean maybe loved you but you didn't get that connection that you needed from them um so do you think that it's a matter of personality or it's a matter of that support that connection if you did have it in your house um you know it's a very theoretical question to ask but i'm just thinking because the way that I see it, you know, if we give our kids a love, a support and connection and kind of, you know, you're talking about God as as um, like someone who is seeking connection with you, right? And I think like if we as parents are always seeking connection with our kids, no matter what they're doing, no matter what they say, no matter who they are, we are just seeking connection with them all the time. It kind of gives them that sense of um security and that sense of everything is gonna be okay because i'm I'm taking care of, and I can flourish right uh so I'm just thinking about you know, I was just wondering what your thoughts are about that um you know kind yeah, I of
1: think, I, I i I think you you kind of you know hit the nail on the head um It's all about connection. And, um, for me, I guess, um, like I said, I feel like my parents loved me the best way they, they knew how. Um, but in that, there was definitely a lot of brokenness, um, a lot of trauma, a lot of things that, um... I have gained a lot of wisdom from and a lot of knowing what not to do in my relationship with my children. Now, once again, you know, by nature we we perpetuate the 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 the, the traumas or, or the, the the ways that we were brought up. And you know, the first level of transformation is awareness so being aware of what those things are and those areas of our lives that that maybe we didn't get loved or areas that could have could have been done better like i thank god for that wisdom because now i know a lot of what not to do and i'm sure there's areas and that that i'm not fully meeting my my child's needs or i'm i'm off or i'm not uh, i'm not doing well but you know for me it was like the way the way that I received love, like I'll just take my my dad for example. Um, one, he he wasn't parented well. Like my mother and father both, like they were also brought up on the streets of New York in not so great neighborhoods, low income families, uh, immigrant families. Uh, on the Italian side and Puerto Rican side, both come from immigrant families, and it was like. They were just trying to survive. Like my mom literally like she if she didn't want to go to school, she didn't have to go to school like she would wake herself up and take herself to school. And, you know, she has her own story. She was brought up in a, you know, very hard uh, neighborhood uh, in New York. So anyway, they come from a lot of, of brokenness. They did the best that they could and they were only able to parent outside of, you know, through who who they, they they were created to be. So they they did the best, you know, just for them to be together and have a house and, you know, they did as, as as best as they could for us, but still it left a lot of a lot of holes in 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 the way that they parented that that I had to recover from. You know, one of the things, um, and I was just talking about this last night with, with, uh, s- some of the friends that we had over, like the way that my dad showed me, he loved me was by, it, it, it was sports. Like he was good at sports. So the way that he loved me was by trying to make me the best at sports. um, but he was very critical. So it wasn't about how good I was doing, it was always about like, you're not doing good enough. So I grew up with, and it still creeps into my life now that love to me is when I'm succeeding. Not only when I'm succeeding, when I'm like really, really winning, that's when I, when I feel love because that's when I would get the approval of my, of, of my dad. And so in high school, when I got into drugs and when I was running the streets, like all that sports stuff stopped. So that's when my relationship and the connection that I had with my dad stopped. So, you know, for me, I went the opposite way. I mean, my, 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 my kids play sports now, but I never forced them into playing sports. Like I learned from that. And I know that I'm gonna try to connect with them in whatever it is they do. Like right now, they're both into the Rubik's Cube, you know? So like I'm trying to be there with them in that and just being proud of them in that and supportive of them in that. So I always tell people like, don't lose the connection. Whatever you do, it's so, it's such a fine line, Efrat. It's such a, you know, as our children get older, it, it seems like, Um, there's a lot of different ways we can lose that connection without even knowing it, without even realizing it. And I think that it would do us well as parents to be so focused on that connection with our children that I don't want to say nothing else matters, but, you know, sometimes you grow up in a household where it's, you know... You want to discipline your children or you want, you want your children to be uh, uh, thriving adults. And in, in that desire and in that passion to really raise strong, powerful, amazing children, if not done right, we could lose that connection um, in the name of trying to raise a particular type of child and not even realize it. You know, and I think discipline is important, uh, but it's a, a discipline to me is teaching, right? It's yeah. being able to teach my child very, very naturally, over and over again what to do, what not to do, but it can't be at the expense of that connection. So I think connection is is everything as a matter of fact, we were talking about this last night because we also have in our awakened village um community, we have these meetings where we get together. And, and, and so last night we had one of our meetings and we were talking about this whole thing, like before we can correct, uh, and, 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 and it's, it's oftentimes it's counterintuitive, but we have to figure out a way to maintain that, that connection. Right, it could be something where we 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 want to yell, we want to discipline, we want to, but before we can discipline, we have to we have to maintain that connection. We have to bring our our, our children close and try to maintain that connection. Um, and it's hard, you know, it's it's mm-hmm. it's not easy for me. It's definitely counterintuitive because it wasn't modeled for me, but I know it's really really important. And then on top of that um connecting our children to meaning mm-hmm. i think it's also something that is going to it's it's it, it that's a whole nother huge uh topic and, and and conversation so i mean i'll stop there as as far as like the connection piece if you wanted to weigh in on that or if you had any uh, uh, follow up questions before i get into like the meaning part of what i feel is another key piece to the parenting puzzle
0: yeah yeah um, so first of all, I just want to say that it's just incredible that you have been able to break the cycle, you know of your parents because they grew up in trauma and you grew up in trauma and you were able to rise up from that and break that cycle, and then your kids are not gonna be are not gonna grow up in the same environment are and they're gonna become something else um and i think it's also a lot a lot of it has to do with the fact that you i mean from what you're saying i feel that you forgave them you know because you know that they came from a bad place and you know that they did their best and i think that the this forgiveness part is so essential to being able to rise up from the way that we were we were raised Um, and from that conditional love that you were talking about, that your, that your father, um, gave you.
1: yeah, Um, and, 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 because I also know that he loved me the best way that he could, you know, I was telling a story last night. Um, we were doing an exercise, um, going back to, Hey, what is a really positive memory that you have with either one of your parents. Um, And we were actually using that, those positive memories to shape some of the stuff that we're doing in our community with our children and our tribe, because in Awaken Village, like it really is this tribe thing. We are really trying to love our kids well. We're really trying to get this and we're really trying to make it where, you know, we want to figure out how do we love the the, the children in our tribe, in our overall awakened village tribe. Whether it's the collaborative or the stuff that we do in our spiritual community, like there's a lot of a, a lot of of hope that we have for the families in our community and for our children. And we're very very intentional and very serious about our 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 children. Uh, so anyway, but I, I was telling a story how I remember I was into skateboarding. And a positive memory that I had was, I was transitioning from being a regular skateboarder to something that they call freestyle skateboarding. And it was a different style of skateboard. But my, my parents didn't have the money to get me another skateboard. So I remember my dad making me my own skateboard and he cut the trucks, uh, the wheels in a certain way and redid them to fit the, the new size skateboard and like, for him, that's how he loved me. And I remember like how happy and excited I was um, for him to make me this skateboard. It was amazing, you know? So he missed it in a lot of areas, but in a lot of areas he did the best that he could. And, you know, I, I, I try to have, uh, you know, grace and, and compassion for him because you know what? I want that for myself. I'm sure there's areas where my kids are gonna grow up and be like, man, My dad really missed it in this area, um, but I know that he loved me. And I Mm -hmm. you know, and that's another thing. Every single day, there's not a day that does not go by to the point where like my children, they're annoyed with me sometimes, but I make sure that I let them know, hey, bud, you, you know I love you, right? Yes, dad, you know I'm really proud of you, right? I'm so proud of you. I know, dad. And I say, how do you know that? Well, because you tell me every day, you know, (laughs) I I want them to, whatever else happens, right? And they're going to go through their things and they're going to have to journey through their own experiences. And they're going to have to fill in the gap of, of brokenness and, and, and areas where maybe my wife and I, we fell short, right? We're definitely not perfect. We definitely fail. But one thing I want my kids to know is that they were like super loved and they felt that in a way that that made sense to them, you know their love language, and that's a whole nother thing, like knowing our children's love language is important because we want them to feel loved in the way that they that, that their language uh feels love, so anyway
0: yes that yes i um. I really relate to what you say because you talked about, before you talked about uh, discipline as teaching and how we have to connect before we correct, right? Um, and also the connection piece is so crucial. And I I believe, and I talk talk a lot about this, that connection is a matter of daily habits, right? It's like, what do you do on a daily basis? to create that connection or to make your kids feel loved. And one of the habits you, that you just talked about right now uh, was just telling them how much you love them and how much you are proud of them. And I think that's huge. I also wanted to ask if you have more examples of s- such habits that you have with your kids that really make them feel that connection and really maintain that connection on a, on a daily basis with them.
1: For sure. Um you know, you probably heard the, the, the saying, like, how do you spell love to a child? T-I-M-E, right? It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's time. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it's, it's being able to, you know, we're constantly going, we're con- we have so much going on. And I think just to be intentional about slowing down and giving that particular child the time that they need instead of like doing it while washing the dishes my kid's trying to show me his new algorithm on the Rubik's Cube, you know, I'm using that as an example because that's where they're at. But for me, it's trying to find that time where I can just slow down and say, okay, bud, you have my undivided attention. Show me what you learned on this Rubik's Cube. Show me the video. Let me sit here with you and watch the video and be into, even though I don't, I could care less about the Rubik's cube. I'm never going to get on there. I don't want to figure it out. Like, I don't care about the the algorithms, but I care about you enough to um, participate in the things that that you care about. Um, And whether it's you know, they're into also skateboarding now and scootering and rollerblading and whatever it is, you know, and my daughter, you know, just sitting there with her and helping her name her newest stuffed animal. You know, these are all like simple things that really make a world of a difference. So, and and you're right, I think us finding these rhythms and these practices are really, really important, you know? So words of affirmation, quality time, you know, these are different love languages that our children speak. Um, You know, another thing that my wife and I like to do is we'll take our children on dates, you know, just that one on one time. And, you know, even if it's once a month, you know, like maybe we're busy, but even if we can get one of those dates in once a month, it makes a world of a difference. There hasn't been a time where we've taken our children out um, and they haven't come home lit up. Like a different, a different person, you know? Um and it's 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 some of these these little things that we can do, that we can build into our daily habits that help maintain that that connection, you know? And once again, I, I feel like it's all about connection. If we can you know, we call it in our in our community like this this grace space. You know, no matter we we know too. So like one of our one of our children, um, they they'll they'll seek for whatever reason they'll seek negative attention. And once that negative once once that happens, we know that we need to we need to pull that that child close. We need to set up a date. We need to spend more time because you know we're busy you know you you know it you see us every day like we have a lot going on we're doing a lot um uh we 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 we're just we're we're doing a lot we have a lot of vision a lot of things that that are on our hearts to do but not at the expense of our, our children you know if it's at the expense of our children like it we what is it for you know like it, it, none of that means anything uh you know, and, and, and we don't want to escape into our mission or into uh, entrepreneurial endeavors in the expense, at the expense of our family and our children. We wanna lead out from that, that space. Once again, we don't always get it right, but I think the first level of, of any deep transformation is awareness. And once we're aware, we're able to then make the correct and necessary steps in order to uh, you know fix a certain thing or or so for us it's really all about finding ways to constantly connect with our children because we want this our home to be a a, a, a grace space we want to be able to hold that space for all of the different tensions that they have right and when you when you talk about like human development, there are, our children are all, all at different places developmentally, um, and there's there there's different needs at the different developmental stages of of their life, and one thing remains the same. We might not have the exact answers of what they need developmentally we'll learn those along the way but one thing remains the same if we could hold that grace space for them if we can hold that that space and allow them to wrestle through those tensions in a healthy way um we will we will be part of their their solution like we could we will be able to help them navigate any sort of transitions in life if we can actually maintain that, that connection, you know, I'd rather my kids come to me and feel safe speaking to me about something than having to go Google it, you know, let it never be said of me that my children learned more from YouTube than they did from sitting down and having a conversation with me, you know? So that's something that, that we're pretty, uh, pretty serious about trying to really, Maintain those connections and add different rhythms and practices um into our family structure to make that possible because that's that's what it's all about, right? Whatever you want to change in your life, whatever whatever you want to become, you have to add those practices in, in into your life. If you have those practices, then you'll naturally become those things. Like so for me, it's like, you know, I, I wake up early because I need that time to s- spend in, in meditation and in journaling. And for me, it's, I have a, a, very, um, a very deep uh, practice of reading the scriptures. Like for me, that's very important because who I'm becoming, it all has to do with those practices that I do on a, on, on a daily basis. So anyway, you know, yeah. once again, I, I could talk all about this. This is near and dear to my heart
0: yeah and I think that's that's key, right like if we have those habits ingrained in our days, then we become those habits and if we have those habits with our kids, then the connection will become whatever we want it to become Absolutely. um and I loved what you talked about the gray space because I think that probably ninety nine percent of the issues that we have with our kids can be solved by connection. You know, we were talking about the negative attention and we it's so easy to, to kind of fall into those traps of the negative attention and to get into a cycle of negativity with our children. And if we just stop for a second and be present with them and see what's going on underneath the behavior then we are able to um, use that that connection to leverage whatever it is that ha- that is happening. And that's a growth moment. That's a moment of growth for them. That's a moment of growth for us, and it's just incredible. it's it's just magical. And one thing that i um that I'm struggling with with my family life is because I feel like we have a very good connection as a family. But what we are seeking now is that outside or like another layer of meaning that you were talking about before. And I wanted to dive into that a little bit and talk about other than the connection that we have in our families that I think is probably the base, basic place for every person to rise up from. Because if we have that home base, if we have that security then we can become whoever we want. And you said before that many parents think that they have to, um, that they have to create their kids. Right? They have to mold their kids into some kind of successful person. Um, but at the end of the day, if they have that connection, the kids will become successful in their own way. So if we, so we do have that connection. We have that strong connection in our house. But I feel like we are still looking for that. Meaning that is a little bit like outside of our own small family unit, and I wondered what what that meaning is for you and how how it looks practically in the different things that you are doing.
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, Yeah, it's it's a big it's a big topic. It's a big conversation, Um, and I think it is definitely the next layer of you know we have we have this place of belonging but then we also the next phase of that when we have that right is becoming becoming the person that they were created to be right becoming um and stepping into their true self or the things that that um the the, the passions and the desires that, that, that they have, like even in our, I'll just use our collaborative for an example, just to kind of, just to kind of set the, just to kind of tee this up. You know, we always wanted to create a space where people belonged no matter who they were, no matter what has been going on in their life to try to create a space of belonging. And I feel like we've done a really good job of that Um, because I see that there are particular children in our collaborative that maybe before they stepped into our space, didn't much belong, didn't feel a sense of belonging. And I see in the the few months that we've been together, because they feel like they belong, and because there's a space of belonging, they're now able to begin to step into the next phase of who they were created to be, and they're able to now become who who they were created to be. Um, you can't become if you don't feel a sense of belonging. it's just it's 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 not possible. Um, so I think, you know, like, In our families, if our children do feel that sense of belonging, as a family, we could help them become more of who they were, who they're created to be. Or even as a family, if you talk about family mission, like, for example, like everything that we do, we don't just do it and then have our kids get on board with that. Like We try as much as possible to have our children take ownership of the fact that we are a family on mission. There is a deeper meaning of our, for, for our family life, and, and it's people. It's to come alongside of people. It's to love people well, and create belonging spaces and help people become who they were created to be. Like our greatest desire is to activate families um, in, in their particular family mission, whatever that, whatever that looks like. And we do that in a plethora of different ways, but we bring our children along uh, on this journey and connect them to that, to that deeper meaning so that they feel like this is not just another thing that we're doing but there's real deep meaning behind this like they have a vested interest in their fellow creators in the collaborative because they feel that it's their responsibility to try to love their their fellow friends well um so that's what i mean like about about meaning at, at, when we when we can attach meaning to our children and 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 let them know that there's something more for them. There's something bigger than themselves that they they have the opportunity to step into. Um, it makes a huge difference as far as like them just following the the new cultural trends uh, and getting caught up with everything that their their friends are doing. Um, but but when we could attach our children to a sense of meaning and deeper purpose, um, I I feel like it 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 makes a huge difference in in their development and how they're 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 being developed. And so, you know, even for us, um, and and how we create the things that that we create with Awaken Village, and even for our Sunday things that we do at Awaken Village, like. We've done well to create this community of belonging. The next phase of what we're about to step into, even as we speak, we're in the design process of, hey, how do we take all of these young people that are part of our Awakened Village tribe, our Awakened Village family, and how do we create a sense of mission, a sense of meaning, where they could actually feel like they have the ability right now to change the world in whatever, whatever capacity. So we're in the process of designing what that may look like and trying to get them behind this sense of mission, this sense of, of, of a deeper meaning. And one of the things that we're looking to do, I'll just spill the beans on it uh, before it's out there, is uh, we're gonna create a campaign, something along the lines of uh, look up screens down, you know, one of the big things in our community is we want our young people to be creators instead of consumers. It's a constant uh, conversation for us. Um, And whenever we talk about like uh, like this topic, the kids are very, very vocal about it. So we know that this is a, it's an important topic as far as like, you know, we spoke about the other day during one of our morning meetings. Um, this, this notion of our young people are getting these dopamine hits very, very easily from screen time and video games. And those dopamine hits are supposed to be reserved for you guys. And I'm telling, I'm talking to the, uh, to the young people for you guys to do hard and challenging things, creative things That when you're done, you feel good about yourself because you wrestled through the challenge of creation and now you get that dopamine hit. And the world is taking that away from you and they're giving you that without you having to do anything and it's wrecking havoc on your life. Mm -hmm. So and they're like, yeah, like they they understand it, they get behind it. So what would it look like, guys? if we can really, as a community, as a team, as a tribe, really, really get this together, and how can we bring this to the world? How can we create connections um, instead of being caught out there on our devices? And so we're gonna look to put together a whole campaign where our young people will put together a Uh, posters and like really create a solid campaign around look up screens down, connect with each other, connect with your family, Um, create something, you know? And so for us, I feel like if we can connect our young people, both in our families and, you know, for us, because we're thinking about multifamilies, it's, it's more of a tribe thing for us. If we could connect them to a deeper sense of meaning and purpose, I think that's the 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 next piece of the puzzle to really be able to lead our families well. Does that does that make sense?
0: Yeah, I think it makes complete sense. And I do believe that's our nature, right? Because we we're not supposed to be living in isolated families. We're supposed to be part of a tribe. we we were always part part of a tribe, uh, in our, in our human existence is just in the recent, I don't know, few thousands years, thousands of years that we have been kind of disconnected from nature and disconnected from our sense of living in a tribe. And even in recent, more recent years, it's been getting more extreme that disconnection because we are living in disconnected family units. Um, and then inside those family units everybody is getting disconnected from each other because of the because of the screens because each person is has his own little world with with the computer or with the with the games or with the phone um and i just love um your mission of trying to get us back into connection back into connection inside our families and back into connection with other families and getting into like just getting back to being human, getting back to being who we are supposed to be, which are people who walk in in the world with our faces up and connecting with other people and connecting with with our environment and and with nature. So we're gonna, unfortunately, end our conversation here, but I feel like we could have probably talked for another hour or even more about these uh, topics. And uh, I think that one of the things that I just love about you and Alisa is that every time that somebody has a conversation with you, you are 100% present. You are, your Your attention is on the person that you are talking to, whether it's a parent or a child. And I think that's probably one of the best gifts that you are giving the world. Um, And I feel very, um, I really feel very blessed to be part of this and to have the opportunity to create this with you guys, alongside you guys. And I want to thank you so much for this conversation. It was so inspiring and I feel like we we should have another follow-up conversation soon and You know, just to listen and just to, you know, just to see how things are um, progressing
1: in the community.
0: Yeah, Yeah. so thank you. Thank you so much, Sal.
1: And thank you. Like, we really appreciate what you do. Like, we think that this whole, like, the the conscious parenting and the conversations, like, the, the parenting thing is so, so important. And so, you know, we're blessed to have you in our community. We know that there have been several people in our community that have received a lot of life from your conversations. And I know that you did some coaching with some of the families in our in our community. So it's amazing to have someone like you as well in our community that we can refer people to, because once again. We all, it, 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 it takes a village, right? We all have different gifts and talents and different areas of expertise. And we all need each other to be able to have healthy, thriving families. And I think ultimately that's the goal to have healthy, thriving families. So thank you for, for doing this and thank you for the work that you're doing because it is so needed. It is so needed. I think if we can get the family right, So the family is the nucleus to have healthy and thriving communities and and a healthy and thriving world. If we can get that right, if we can maintain these connections within our family, imagine how we would be able to really change the world. Yeah. So yeah, so this is is great. We're honored to be in relationship with you and, and thank you for having us on your podcast as well.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much. And I truly, truly believe everything that you said right now.
1: Yeah. All right. Thank you. Have a great day. Have a great day. Bye-bye.
0: What a powerful conversation. Here are the main takeaways. Number one. Connection is our most powerful parenting tool. The connection with our kids can loosen, and sometimes we don't even realize it. If we start feeling that there is a rupture in the relationship, we need to focus on that connection with our children, even to the point where nothing else matters. Number two, our parents loved us in the way that they knew how, but inevitably they made mistakes, and many of them were brought up in trauma. Being aware of what causes us harm or trauma is the first step toward healing. The first level of any deep transformation is awareness. Number three, forgiving our parents is essential for us to rise from the way that we were raised. Number four, connecting with our children means meeting them where they are at, being curious about what they are interested in, being empathetic to their emotional challenges, and being present and attuned to their experiences. Number five, Time, T-I-M-E, is the way we spell love to a child. If we are intentional about slowing down and give our kids the time that they need and our undivided attention, they will feel our love. Number six, discipline is teaching. If we want to be effective disciplinarians, we need to make sure we connect first. Before we correct, we need to bring our children close. This can be very unintuitive because most of us weren't raised this way. Number seven, once a kid seeks negative attention, we need to pull that child closer. You need to focus on the connection even more. Number eight, we need to give our kids a grace space. Allow them to wrestle through those tensions so we will be able to help them navigate every transition that they will have. Number nine, if we have daily practices that nurture connection, our kids will become connected to us. Number 10. When kids feel like they belong, they are able to step into the next space and become who they are meant to be. Number 11. We can, as a family, help them become who they are meant to be. When we can attach meaning to our children and let them know that there is something more for them, it makes a huge difference from them just following the new cultural trends. When we can attach them to a sense of deeper purpose, it affects the way that they develop. Number 11. Our young people are getting dopamine hits easily, but not from working hard and creating. The world is taking it away from them without having to do anything, and it's wreaking havoc on their life. We need to think about how we can create connections instead of being on our devices. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'll talk to you next week. Bye for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode and was inspired to make small shifts in your parenting that will support your kids to bring forth their full potential while living a life of ease and well-being. To support the show, please make sure to subscribe and rate the show. Leaving a comment can be very helpful in promoting the show on the podcast platform. If you think that this can benefit other parents, please share this podcast with them. I invite you also to follow my Instagram account, Alternative Parenting Coach, and join my private Facebook group, Alternative Parenting, where I would love to hear your thoughts about the episode, what you learned, what inspired you, or what you didn't agree with. Your feedback is extremely valuable to me, as we are all in this process together, living, learning, and evolving. Thank you again, and I'll talk to you soon.